It is the Chicagoverse United Audio Podcast, your Chicago scene salvation, featuring interviews with the premier talent in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast every week, at least once a week, at ChicagoverseUnited.com. You can also follow the show online at Facebook.com slash Dynasty Podcast. This week, I'm talking with Mike Perry and Austin Henry of local group Dirty Diamonds with input from the groups Alistair Matthews and Haley Erickson in support of the act's headlining appearance this Sunday, May 9th at Double Door. Guys, how's it going? good great i know you guys have a lot going on right now you're playing double door this coming sunday we're going to talk about that but before we get there i wanted to talk about the band get some history on you guys kind of find out how did dirty diamonds come together take this away austin about two about two and a half years i think it was two and a half years ago right yeah 2007? yeah but like 2007 we lived in logan square and uh, we would just have people over and hang out. We, we like to party, you know. So um, we, we were just all hanging out at our place over in uh, Logan Square. And I, Joy was over at my house. Me, me and Arash, Dr. Rash, he's our uh, guitar player. And we were just listening to actually a Squeeze record. And we were just talking about pop music and how... There's just how much fun it would be just being a, a pop a pop fan. And me and Joy started writing songs that night. And from there, Arash joined up because he's my roommate and we've always been, you know, wanting to put, make music together. Hallie joined up. and then, Some Nazis. <laughs> what, they, they threatened to burn our friend's house. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, and, uh, it was uh, crazy. Austin goes, you want to be in my Motown band? Yeah, so we, <laughs> yeah, was, we, we wanted to start like a Motown-style band. And there was a, a sketchy party like in the house above us. And so we all kind of just joined together and started like you know writing like tunes and um from there um yeah we played for like two years with that lineup and then um recently we've like met mike through oldies night which is uh like this um kind of like just like we play um you know old songs with um kurt from foster damas absolutely we met yeah mike through there and we kind of just like hit it off we have like way too much in common uh he was he's been djing around town we knew a lot of the same people yeah we just once we met mike we just like you know the lineup was kind of filled out and um yeah we've just been playing as much as possible for like two and a half years now obviously you know listening to dirty diamonds the first time i heard you guys i mean it's pretty apparent right away you guys have a pretty unique sound not a lot of local bands kind of updating the doo-wop or motown sound like you guys are it's very like soulful and playful at the same time how did you kind of all decide on that direction did you all kind of share the same influences or love the same records it sounds like you did but like when did you make the conscious decision that this was going to be your sound from the really from the start it was um kind of it was us trying to um write music the kind of music that people grew up on and i think um joy's not here right now but what she's what she kind of said is like really what she wants like everyone to know is that we make music for like the people meaning like anyone music anyone could like and like we could sing a supreme song you know, word for word, and we probably heard it first when we were, like, four. Who knows how long it's been since you heard it last, but everyone knows these songs. Yeah, we just wanted to write, like, timeless pop music that, like, anyone will like, and it'll be stuck in your head, like, forever. You know, and it, it's funny, because it does have a really timeless quality to it. I mean, I imagine that you guys are one of the few acts that hipsters could go see live, but also bring their parents to and have them appreciate it just as much. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen any. Uh, I haven't seen any moms quite yet. You know, I'm kind of. I'm kind of hoping we we meet our quota and have a lot within this next year. But uh, <laughs> you know, it, that's all. That that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. Funny story. We played a um, a literary reading a festival that uh, celebrate reading. In the front row was like a sixteen uh, a sixty year old man and a nine year old kid. 
and it was like there was like a, a small crowd formed and uh like some guy some poet guy came over and was like hey can you guys quiet down and the old man was like shut up and then he was like play more songs so there has been a few grandpas that have gotten into it but that's that's exactly what we're trying to do exactly yeah we're trying to we're trying to make grandpa pop <laughs> <laughs> you got that crossover thing going on, absolutely, man. Yeah, no, dude. I, I've I've just been, you know, getting ready, been on my hover round, like uh, trying to market just to there. I think our, our video will turn off a lot of grandpas. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Now you've just released a new EP. It's called Monster Ballads. Um, it's a free download online. Talk about that and how that effort came together. Well. Before I joined the band, you know, when I was just, uh, you know, really close friends with uh, Austin and Dr. Rosh and stuff, you know, they had been talking about this record for so long, for so long, and then I ended up joining the band, and me and Austin kind of sat together and just like, you know, we need to get this done, and we basically just locked ourselves in the house for about a month and just finished it. We're just so proud of it. It was just like one of those things, you know, we just started it and finished it. The songs themselves have been around, have been like, especially The Undertaker has been around for like almost years. I think we, we, yeah, we wrote it two summers ago. Yeah, exactly two years ago. So really like Monster Ballads has been in the works since our first EP, which was Meet the Dirty Diamonds. And it's just somehow, like some way, it just took this long to, to, um, to come out. But I think the product, the final product, like we couldn't be happier with it. And we also are really happy with just like the DIY aspect. Like, yeah, like me and Mike joined, just joined up and we just mixed it ourselves. We had recorded in like four different studios and we just weren't really, weren't really getting the, you know, like level, like pretty much no, like no one really knew how to mix us. They didn't really know what we were going for because we, like, you know, there's not really too many bands to go off of with like electronic beats and like three girls singing and stuff like that so we realized to get the product we wanted we had to just do it that's why yeah me and mike ended up just like mixing and then we went and kind of solidified it all with uh kurt at, uh foster Domin. Mm-hmm. and that's why you know we say he executive produced the album because like we you know we went and we just like hung out with kurt and we're like you know like nice yeah he has a really nice studio so we all just kind of like hung out and like you know he gave us like you know pointers i like to say he's the brian Eno to our talking heads but that's that's really extremely ridiculous but you know he just kind of like helped us out you know like it was it was just a fun experience he actually did a lot of work on right direction like like you can notice you can hear like kind of like the a little bit of the foster down the sound in like the production like the beat of a uh, right direction that's like the main song where it really comes out i read on your myspace that part of the cp took like 18 months is that what you're talking about with the undertaker that some of these songs existed in one form or another for a year and a half prior to the release yeah, yeah basically but the thing is you know when we were Making this record, you know, granted the songs had been around for quite some time. You know, there had been some weird versions of like, I think where the words was floating around and like by default was floating around. But, you know, we kind of just started the entire thing almost from from scratch because we wanted it to be a full statement. That's why, you know, when you listen to the record, there's no stops in it. You know, it goes as one complete movement almost. It's those things I feel like, you know, over time, you know, we were able to understand the songs a little bit more and, you know, kind of get a better feel on how we wanted them to be on the record, how to sound. Because if you if you hear some of the early versions of the songs, you know, they're kind of wildly different than the new ones that appear on Monster Ballads. And I feel like, you know, right now as a band, you know, we've been able to figure that out and, you know, know the songs and completely just figure our sound out, basically. Yeah. It's hard to mix electronic stuff with vintage sound mm. and not 
people can, like, figure that out. Yeah, I guess really the, the year and a half was really us, like, figuring out how to, like, present these songs in, like, the way they're, like, meant to be. Because, oh, how do you articulate Yeah, yeah. We, 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 yeah we, we've always felt that our music, there's no reason that, like, a radio R&B song should be any heavier than, than our, you know, like, as far as, like, danceability and stuff, like, we like dance music, so why just because, you know, like, there's no reason just because you're an indie band you can't have, like, danceable, like, heavy drums, stuff like that. Like, I guess, like, it was just, like, us figuring out kind of a newish sound because, yeah, there's not really a template. So the year was kind of a year of experimentation. Another huge aspect to it is we've been trying to, you know, gather our influences and see how they mesh with our actual sound because, you know, one thing we worry about is sounding like, uh, I know this is going to sound odd saying this, but sounding like a throwback band. Those people are just trying to straight up be a, a Supreme right, ripoff right. or like or some type of soul ripoff. Because between us, I, I do respect them and I we all respect them, but we think it's kind of lame because we're just trying to progress as the times go on, you know. But still, like appreciate our influences. Yeah, and like um, we I think our first EP, you can really see that that's more of like a throwback record. And we actually started with a drummer. Like it wasn't until later that we started incorporating beats. So I think. We started as a throwback band, and we're slowly and slowly realizing that we're just—we don't just need to have 60 soul influences. That's always going to be our backbone. At the same time, we listen to so much, so much music and other genres. Like we listen to like all, like you know, most genres of music, like heavily. So I guess we're allowing that to come in more and more. And you can really hear that. Most recent song on Monster Valley is Right Direction. I think that like you can kind of see we're heading in it. Yeah. You know, and listening to Right Direction, you can kind of hear that Flostradamus influence and. You know, it's fitting that you guys worked with Flostradamus. I remember going to the old Get Out the Hood residency that they used to do and walking in, and they were jamming, like, God Only Knows or, like, one of the tracks off Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. And that was kind of when I decided, like, all right, these guys know how to throw a party because they're mixing in the old stuff with the new stuff, and now they do have Oldies Night. So I think it makes a lot of sense that Kurt came on to assist with this record. What kind of feedback did he give you guys when he was executive producing Monster Ballads? The cool thing was me and Austin would be, like, slaving, slaving away at this. And, you know, we, we would progressively send him, like, different versions of the track, like, different mix sounds different things that we were doing, different, like, concepts. And he would just basically, you know, give us a checklist or just tell us, you know, hey, change this, change this, change this, try this. You know, anything, like, a good executive producer was, or not was, rather, does. And... You know, I feel like that really helped shape the record, you know, especially with his input and, you know, not necessarily letting us get off the hook just because, you know, we did kind of a okay mix down, you know. He was, you know, really adamant on us figuring this stuff out and just getting it done, you know. Dirty Diamonds playing this Sunday, May 9th at Double Door. For someone who's never seen you perform, what kind of live show can we expect? Because I, I mean, just listening to the record, it's so much fun. It's a great driving record. So I imagine that the live shows have got to be somewhat of a party. It's a lot of sweat, a lot of jokes. A lot of ladies. Yeah, a lot of ladies. We're fronted by three girls, so like it's definitely hey. it's, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely <laughs> different and it definitely is like it really is like a party like I really like don't it's almost impossible like I mean I've never seen one of our it's shows. It's a little chill though, depending on the Yeah, yeah. I've never seen obviously I've never it gets, seen it gets, you know, energetic and then it goes it gets a little chill at certain points. Yeah, we we slow it down at some points, but um yeah, what to expect? A great time. Um I've never seen one of our shows because I've been playing them all, but I, I imagine from the footage 
Everyone says you can't really not be in a good mood. It's just overall positive. Yes, good times. Honestly, the record when I was listening to Monster Ballads, even just driving today, and it's such a beautiful day out in Chicago, it was just like the perfect early summer soundtrack for when it's really nice out, you're driving with your windows open. And I was like, God, I can't remember the last time I listened to a record that was this much fun, just like pure fun. Just wait for a downer record during the winter. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of winter, like, you know, we're entering the second half of 2010. What can people expect the rest of the year coming up from Dirty Diamonds? Well, we're actually, uh, we've been writing and recording a bunch of new songs. Uh, we've been trying out a lot of a lot of different things. It's, you know, we've been finding out we're trying to be, like I said, you know, earlier, uh, we're trying not to, you know, come off as a throwback band. And although, yeah, we love all the soul and stuff, we're venturing into new genres and we're trying out new things, you know, obviously things that we have learned uh, through making this record and just us progressing as musicians. And it's just everything we've been writing right now, like I, I, I hate sounding like this guy, you know, talking about himself, but I, I think the new stuff is incredible. Definitely, yeah, just more music, a lot more shows, um, hopefully a summer tour, and um, monthly night of beauty bar. Yeah, we're going to be, yeah, we have a monthly night of beauty bar, a lot of shows in Chicago, and um, yeah, new music that delves into um, kind of more of our um, new wave hip-hop and world music influences, but with a very, very definite soul background, like all of our music kind of reflects on the idea of like hope and like pain, but also like positive the positive aspects of life, you know, stuff like that. It's we always want, but a lot more a lot more influences are gonna come into play in our new music. We sure. just wanna have it be the least pretentious thing you can listen to because that's exactly. what I'm, we're all so sick of it. Like I'm I'm so sick of eye rolling. I'm eye rolling to eye rolling right now. Yeah. Our music is yeah, definitely not it's not made in or for the bedroom. It's made for to enjoy, for everyone to enjoy in the company of friends. Yeah, it's definitely, um, exactly. Mike said it best. We have a seven-inch out right now for The Undertaker. By default, and hope you had fun on a new record label I started called Teen Smoker. Uh, you can buy all, you can buy the tape, the CD, and the record on our band camp, which is the thedirtydiamonds.bandcamp.com. And, yeah. You can get a copy in your hands. The Undertaker's single, it's a showcase of all three girls. First song, Joy sings lead. Second song, By Default, Hallie sings lead. Third song, me and Mike's personal favorite, Hope You Had Fun, sung by Alistair. Well, <laughs> well, Dirty Diamonds, thanks for being on the line and letting us know about everything. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate thanks it. Thanks a lot, my man. This has been the Chicago vs. United audio podcast, your Chicago scene salvation. Thanks to Mike, Austin, Alistair, and Haley from the Dirty Diamonds for being on the show this week. You can check out all the episodes of this podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including past interviews with members of BBU, Gemini Club, Hey Champ, The Hood Internet, Kid Color, and many, many more. And be sure to check out the Chicago vs. United sister podcast, The Ministry of the Dynasty, Your Pop Love Prophecy, at theministryofthedynasty.com. Or become a fan of both podcasts at facebook.com slash dynastypodcast. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Jaima Black, Dynasty Descend.